And welcome to episode 11 of LMNOP. Woo! It's a podcast. Yes, it is. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. The podcast is about the greatest show on television. Blacklist. Blacklist. Elementary. James Spader. I've been watching it. Yeah. A lot. James Spader. It's good. I wouldn't say it's the best show on television. You know what's really great about it, though? James Spader. I, I like James Spader. I like James Spader. I watched the first couple seasons, part of the third, never went back to it. If you want to talk about James Spader and The Blacklist on a podcast, mm-hmm. make a new podcast. Well, I... Because I this one... Don't have the brain capacity for that. This one is about elementary. Uh, the hit TV show on CBS? Mm-hmm. Starring Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. Woo! I love that show. Yeah. Well, this podcast uh-huh. is hosted by um, not them. No. I'm your host, Val Flight Cub, a.k.a. The Hotelier. Ooh. And I'm your current bedmate, Alec, a.k.a. What? We're recording on a bed. Don't tell them that. Well, it's a new studio. Just don't address it. (laughs) Just, you can say it, but let's not... It's actually been a bed every time. I don't know if we've ever recorded not on a bed. But we use it as a couch. Yeah. A.k.a. Broken Pen Island. Because it sounds like Broken Penis Land? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's an integral part of the episode. Guess you'll have to keep listening to find out. Ooh. So this week, um, the episode is called Dirty Laundry. Episode 11 of season one, Dirty Laundry. One, one, one. One, one, one. But it's also the Spin Doctors, Dirty Laundry. And they also did Two Princes. They did, which is who's recording this podcast. (laughs) Balto is also here, but he's a duke. Because he's a dog. He's the Duke of Hazard. <laughs> Very dangerous little doggy. He's the Duke of jumping into a bush because there's probably a chipmunk underneath it. Maybe. Could be. Or going I mean, between fence posts that are not <laughs> that are not far enough apart that you'd think he'd be able to get through them. No. But he can. Yeah. And then I just wind up on the other side of a fence holding a leash. <laughs> it's very impractical. Yes. So this episode of Elementary, it begins in a very relatable way because we're in the kitchen of the brownstone mm-hmm. and all the dishes are dirty. All of them. No and, clean dishes. And also in the show, Sherlock and Jones dishes are all dirty <laughs> because um, they're lazy. They don't even have, a, they have a dishwasher at the brownstone. Do they? Probably. I, I don't, don't know. I remember seeing it, but. It's a big place. But either way. It's just gotten out of control. Yeah. These dirty dishes in their place. Yeah. Our place doesn't have a dishwasher. So how are we supposed to do dishes? Yeah. We give them to Balto to clean and he just, he doesn't do a good job. He, he cleans them off really well. Very Step thoroughly. Step one, done. Mm-hmm. Step two, soap and, and three, dry and four, put away. Garbage. No. Yeah. He really doesn't. He doesn't even try. No. Nah. Make an effort, you lazy bomb. He's just, he's just asleep. He's not even contributing to the podcast. So Joan is like, wow, there's, you have a lot of dirty dishes. 
And Sherlock is like, no, Joan, we have a lot of dirty dishes. <laughs> and she's like, no, this is your kitchen. I just live here. I'm going to move out in 10 days. And Sherlock is like, nine and a half days. Nine days, 12 hours, 47 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they have a little bants, some bants about the, the dishes. And he goes, nine days, 12 hours, 46 minutes. Ooh, He's sassy. counting the minutes. <laughs> so anyway, we're introduced to the crime scene because they just cut. Mm-hmm. They just cut to the uh, laundry room of a hotel and and two workers are, are speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. And one is like, well, well, you shouldn't worry about that. You should worry about your uneven loads. Mm-hmm. Because one of the washing machines is like, is all shaky. Dunking around. Yeah. Juking and jacking. It thinks it's at the club. Jiving. Yeah. It's tipping and... Uh-huh. It's, it's tipping and... Pipping. Pipping. Tipping and pipping. Tipping and flipping? Ooh. Little bit? Little, little flippy. Tipping and blipping. <laughs> little, little Ollie. Yeah. When um, the vaccine comes and you go back to the club, make sure that you show everyone you're having a good time by tipping and blipping. And flipping and clipping. Mm-hmm. Clip through the floor. <laughs> it will take you automatically to the final boss fight. DJ Evil. It's not a good name, but it is. For the final boss mm-hmm. of the club? Yeah. I see. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And you, you think, well, how many lives could this villain possibly have that I have to defeat? And he says, another one. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the laundry machine is clipping and blipping and dipping and flipping and mm-hmm. tipping because... Well, she opens the door and out falls a load of towels. Ah! Fresh linens. Just kidding. It's a dead woman. A dead person's head just... Blech. And the rest of her. But her head sticks out. Yeah, but it, it's attached. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole body in the laundry. Yeah. And your dirty body. <laughs> I don't know about uh, that one. <laughs> well, it's not dirty anymore. It's very clean. It's very clean. Clean of evidence. So. And that's where the marble rolls. Yes. Yes. We get the opening sequence. Bump, beam, bump, 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 bump. Nice trap. Mouse trap, 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 mouse. Did you ever look up what a Rube Goldberg machine is? No, was I supposed to? Make me PowerPoints. How many times have we been over this? You want me to learn something? PowerPoint it. I point very powerfully every time I point at something. You keep poking holes in all our walls. I'll PowerPoint at you and say, look it up on your own time. (laughs) And I'll forget. Yeah, fair enough. So the team is all, the gang's all here. Wait, wait, wait. Ruth Ginsburg, she's on the Supreme Court, right? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah. Yeah? That's what the thing was. Rube Goldberg? Yes, Supreme Court. Ruth Ruth Goldberg. (laughs) Ruth Goldberg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. On the Speem Court. What? The Speem Court. The Speem Court. Oh. I was like, what is this, tennis? The Speem Court. The Speem Court. (laughs) Love, everyone. Speem Court. I went to the doctor. Turns out I have a low speam court. <laughs> low speam court. <laughs> I have some board naz for you. Your speam court is very low. <laughs> um, if you talk like that, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with uh, having a, an accent. Mm-hmm. There are different dialects. <laughs> um, and they're dialectable. 
So the gang is all here, and they're looking at this woman. She turns out to be the general manager of the hotel. You could say she's a hotelier. Oh. My nickname. Her name is Terry Purcell. And this is where um, I recognized that I had seen the episode before. I couldn't remember any of it, except I turned to you and I said, there's a pen. Mm. And then Sherlock said, there's a pen. <laughs> he holds up the evidence bag and there's a pen in there that's like broken in half. And, and that was in the, the um, clothes washing machine Yeah, with her. And he's like, but there's no ink anywhere. And Bella's like, it was probably empty. Sherlock's like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but who just carries around an empty pen? Yeah, somebody who doesn't know their pen is empty. Oh. You know? She was about to have a bad time. Until <laughs> she was interrupted well, by thank goodness. her death. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, she really uh, avoided that bad time. Huh? <laughs> Phew. So Sherlock notices and Gregson confirms that the security cameras in the laundry room are broken. And Gregson's like, yeah, they're they're uh, breaking all the time. And they keep going on the fritz and then being fixed and then being broken again. So they go to the woman's office to see if there's any clues. Hmm. And this is where I noticed that Sherlock is wearing red pants. Okay. Just thought I'd make a note. He's wearing red pants. I didn't write anything else about that scene. <laughs> so clearly they find a lot of evidence. So they, they go to um, they go to Terry's house to interview her husband because Bella's like, usually when a woman is dead, it's the husband. It's the husband. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. But it's a statistic. I don't know if it's a true one, but it it's certainly it a is stat. Two numbers next to each other. <laughs> and that's what statistics are. Thirty five seven. That's a statistic. That's a statistic. Um fifty four forty six. That's See, that's a good one. Two more numbers next to each other. Mm. You know that song? No. Well, anyway. Um, 69420. So, evidence? So, they go to the woman's house, and on their way there, Sherlock is like, wow, this place is boring as fuck. You must love it here, Joan. And she's like, um, yes, I do, because structure is good for sobriety. So, I bet you would love it too. And Sherlock's like, no. Oh, here being suburbia. Suburbia. Mm. Suburbia. Yeah. And, um... And Sherlock's like, well, listen, Joan, I know you love being around me, and it's because I'm a detective and I'm interesting. So if you wanted, we can continue. You know, you could become my apprentice. I could share my wisdoms with you. And she's like, no. You could be my little intern. And he's like, and then you could, you know, like do the dishes and stuff when you're over. <laughs> As a, like, uh, trade. I'll give you my brains and you'll give me clean dishes. Mm -hmm. And occasionally laundry. Mm-hmm. Depending. Yeah. Yeah. Jonah's like, I'm not going to be your apprentice, uh, Sherlock. Uh, I'm going to do my own job that I have that I like doing on purpose. If you only ever watched this episode, you would assume that um, there are not six more seasons of elementary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would assume that the rest of this show is about Sherlock being by himself, <laughs> trying to find a new friend like Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly on the search for <laughs> new companions. A new companion. <laughs> <laughs> Which someone should tell season four that he doesn't no need another he does not need that companion, <laughs> but apparently he really does when he's out of one goes to another one to try and anyway, um, so they. Well, I'm sorry, but I I do want an entire series of 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 a Doctor Who just flying around with 
Angus the phrenology bust. <laughs> he did that for hundreds of years before he came across <laughs> Rose. So 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 they go into the house and they're talking to the the dad. And Sherlock is like, hmm, this couch looks like a bed. And this bathroom looks like it's being used by you. You're sleeping on the couch because you're unemployed. And you're using the guest bathroom. And you're using the guest bathroom. Right. Not, yeah. The famous thing that people who are separated from their spouses do, which is use the bathroom. Use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I don't. Right. That bathroom untouched. Our love keeps it all in there. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, they're talking to the dad about him being unemployed and him being sleeping on the couch and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and this, I, we, we didn't talk about the episode as a whole at the beginning, whether we liked it or not. I really like this episode. I think it's really good. There's a lot of, like, cool stuff. Like, he, he realizes that the guy's unemployed because he finds a, a movie ticket that was uh, for a matinee. In the middle of the day, in yeah. the middle of the day kind of stuff. And just, I, I liked it. Smart deductions. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. Um, and the, the daughter comes over. She's, like, a high school student. And she comes over and she's like, Dad, are these guys bothering you? <laughs> <laughs> you need me to uh, take care of these guys? <laughs> Uh, Kick him in the shins. <laughs> That's my motorcycle I'm going to beat him with. So Joan goes to the kitchen to talk to the daughter. And the daughter is um, excited to go to college. She's really good at soccer. And she's addicted to pills. <laughs> or she was. She's in recovery from a pill addiction. Because she's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the tough times don't last. Tough people do. This too shall pass. And Joan is like, ah, the sobriety camp song we all sing. <laughs> uh, and then she says, like, take it one day at a time. I know a lot of people in recovery. Yeah, like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And the daughter says, just stick to the rivers and lakes. Yes. <laughs> so the daughter explains that she had a um, an injury from soccer and she was taking pain pills for it. And then she just kind of kept taking the pain pills. And, and Joan is like, you know, I'm, I'm here to listen to you. If you ever want to call me, just call me. Gives her um, her phone number number on her business card. Gives her her phone. <laughs> Says, call yourself on this number. Uh, wait. Then she take- Here, here's my phone. If you ever need to find me, look through the photographs and build a pattern of <laughs> places that I will visit and locate me. Sherlock is like, do you want to be an apprentice? <laughs> um, so Joan also, in this scene... They, when they leave the house, she puts her hat back on. She's wearing a beret. Okay. Outfit watch. There it is. Yeah, there it is. And uh, Sherlock is wearing a green and pink plaid shirt. I took notes of a lot of their outfits because I thought their some of their clothes were cute. Mm-hmm. They change outfits a lot this episode. They must have. This it, episode takes it, it's two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um, so uh, Joan is like, you want to learn more about the family. Talk to this woman across the street who's trimming her evergreen bushes in the winter, which you're supposed to do in June. Everyone knows that. And so, you know, this woman clearly is just outside so she can, you know, spy on the neighbors. Nosy neighbors. Nosy neighbors. And so they go over across the street to the neighbor and she's like, well, I would hate to spread gossip, but here's all the gossip I've collected. (laughs) I, I would hate to speak ill of anyone on this they're fucking they're fucking they're not married she's they're, having an affair she's having an affair and they're, they're oh, going at they're like animals together like yeah. applesauce <laughs> I don't know Baby, we need to have a talk <laughs> I 
know how it works. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, it's like you, when you put applesauce in one hand and you put applesauce in the other hand and then you clap and you smush your fingers between your other fingers and there's applesauce in there. So she says that's what they're doing. It's great because she literally is like, well, I would hate to talk out of school. And Sherlock is like, of course. And she's like, but he, she's been having this gentleman cholera. Like, <laughs> yeah, immediately. It's like the time it takes her to breathe in. Uh, so she's she, like, this is what I live for. Yeah, she like, I would hate to just spout off some nonsense. So let me read you from my notes. Yeah, and she's like, anyone else in the neighborhood? I have, I have an attic full of notebooks. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, anybody else like, in, let's, suspicious? Anybody? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, there's this guy that keeps coming over. Uh, during the day, or he was coming over during the day when the dad was working. Ooh. So he's just, he comes over whenever the dad's not there. Interesting. Mm, she's like, you know what that means. Applesauce. Applesauce. And Sherlock is like, well, can you describe him? And she's like, I can do you one better. And then opens up <laughs> the basement door and he's, he's, <laughs> he's tied up he's and like, chained ah, to the wall. Ah, ah, ah. No, like, she took a picture of it. She's like, I've been cattle prodding him and he won't tell it. He won't tell me anything about their affair. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sherlock says, can you describe him? And she says, yeah, he looks just like this picture I took of him. And, and she's like, handsome guy, right? And he's like, yes, but I'd much rather fuck that license plate. <laughs> <laughs> so they look up the license plate and they, they track down who it is. Here, here's everything you need to know about him. His name is Jeffrey and he spells it with a G. G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. Can't trust him. Mm-hmm. And um, Sherlock is like, so, Jeffrey, you fucking? <laughs> are you boning? Uh, are you doing a little bit of uh, applesauce squishing? And Joan is like, we're not here to judge you. And Sherlock's like, no, but we do want to know if you're having sex. <laughs> yeah, you applesauce him? And he's like, if by applesauce, you mean clearing the world of undetonated landmines, then yes, I am applesaucing. And Sherlock's like, no, you know what applesaucing means. It's when you put the applesauce between your fingers and you put your other <laughs> fingers in there. And Jeffrey's like, ew, no, I wouldn't do that. But especially Terry would never do that. She's an angel on Earth. She was. Now she's an angel, period, because she's dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. She's been an angel since before she died. So, and he has an alibi. He's like, my friends and his wife, my friend and his wife were having me over for dinner. I managed to escape before they ate me. <laughs> <laughs> so now Sherlock is gumpy again. Because he has two suspects have both alibied out. Mm -hmm. So even though they have two out of two for two, oh for two right now with their suspects. Sus Belle is like, well, I heard that their hotel had a prostitution problem. And this woman, Terry, was someone who made these sex workers stop working at the hotel. And uh, she got a threatening message mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go. Bella's like, I'm going to talk to Vice and see, you know, who might be working at that hotel. Sherlock's like, that's a great idea for you. Mm -hmm. But uh, Watson and I have a thing Mm -hmm. We have one. We have one thing. We were we were um, criticizing Joan for saying, "I just remembered an errand I have to run." Jo Sherlock literally says, "Watson and I have a thing." We we have a a thing. We have to do an excuse. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Not even like we have a, a key lime pie eating contest. Just we have a thing. Yeah. Why didn't they come up with something credible? Yeah, something believable. Like we are gonna go throw pumpkins at cars. Yeah. 
something believable, like we're both award-winning figure skaters, has nothing to do with what we're about to do now. I just wanted you, Detective Bell, to know that. Mm-hmm. Two awards each. Joan and I have to go pick up a cat from a shelter, and when you never see a cat in our apartment, don't ask us about it. You know? Well, their next excuse is we have to go eat a cat, so. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know about that one. I love eating pussy. I'm cutting that joke. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So Sherlock and Joan have to go do their thing, which is actually just they're going to go to the hotel and see if they can find um, these people. She looks like, why why go to Vice? By sight. When we can just go to the source. Mm Mm-hmm. Why go to Vice when we can go to a different news website? Why go to Vice when we can go to The Big Short? Two movies by that guy that directed Vice and The Big Short. Oh. References. References. (laughs) Why go to Vice when we could go to The Source? (laughs) (laughs) Why go to Vice when you can go to Liberty City? What's that? Vice City, Liberty City, GTA. Bibio Games. Los Santos. Bibio Games. So Sherlock and Jones' thing is that they're going to go to the hotel lobby and see if they can visually scope out who these escorts are. And Sherlock is like, this is like detectiving 101. You just got to look for the people that are good looking, but are making eye contact with fugly people. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Pretty pretty much. That's what it comes down to. So they find this woman that they think, you know, she's very well put together. She's very sexy looking, but she's being very friendly in a very like kind of way. And they go up to her. And it's funny because uh, Sherlock is like walking very briskly. And Joan is kind of, like, jogging to catch up. Like, she looks, like, really eager to be like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so they say, would you mind some company and perhaps a drink? And the woman is like, I would not mind at all, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. (laughs) And uh, Sherlock is like, how much would it be to have sex with us? (laughs) Haha, just kidding. But we do know that that's what you do. How much for the applesauce? Mm, on the side. And the woman is like, ah, oh, how dare you? And Sherlock's like, no, I know that I know that you are and it's okay and it's fine. You're not in trouble. Can we ask you some questions? And she's like, okay. And- Only because you're both incredibly attractive. <laughs> and then he does say, can we ask you a couple questions? And he holds up his two fingers. Did you notice if they only ask her two questions? The, um, No. But there was also a scene where you said he was wearing red pants, and that's all I also remembered from that scene. So, attention to detail is not exactly my strong suit. Okay. So, they ask this woman a couple of questions. So, basically, like, did you know her? Um, did your, quote-unquote, managers dislike her? And the woman is like, no, we love Terry. She was the reason a lot of us worked here. She was the bomb. Yeah. She was dope AF. She used to... She was Liddy. She was Liddy Titty. So apparently, you know, Terry supposedly had them um, stop working at the hotel. But what she really did was make it so that they were more subtle. So she actually, like, led them in through the back door and laundry room. And that's why the security cameras were always out back there. Stuff like that. Yeah, and the and the whole death threat phone call thing was just because Terry had to kick out this one girl because she was acting unruly in the lobby. Mm-hmm. There's nothing major. Right. And then they're like, okay, thank you. That's all the questions we had. And she's like, well, um, I know you were joking, but if you weren't, 
give me a call. She hands the her business card to Lucy Liu. JK, JK, unless... Unless, but she's not joking because it's her job. Yeah. Um, she's <laughs> like, if you guys would ever like a date, let me know. Wink. And Joan is just like... Ah. <laughs> Joan was taken aback by it. A little bit, yeah. And I was like, do you see what you look like? It was... She... <laughs> Lucy Liu's reaction to this was, was as though her character had been slapped instead of winked at. <laughs> So now it's the next day, because I wrote another comment of what Joan is wearing, which is a little sweater with a little collar. It's really cute. Um, I don't know why. This couldn't all happen in one day. But <laughs> Sherlock is like, we got to go back to her hotel office to see if we can gather more clues. Because also, she's like working. This woman, uh, Terry, is like helping these sex workers in her hotel. But she's not taking any money from it. She's not taking a cut or anything. Yeah, she's doing it. Pro boner. <laughs> but yeah, she's doing a pro boner. So <laughs> they go to see if, if there's any kind of clues in her office as to my, why she might have done that. Like there has to be a boner in her in, in it for her. Mm-hmm. She must have a, a a bone in this fight. I guess sex workers are 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 pro boner givers. Oh, professional boner givers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're also probably pro boner. Probably. Maybe some of them aren't, you know. Get that thing out of here. I got to work. <laughs> so they go to um, the hotelier's office. They go to Terry's office. And Sherlock is like crawling around on the floor and stuff. Jonah's like, what are you doing? And he's like. And he's like, have you never seen National Treasure? Mm-hmm. This is a desk. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a hidden compartment in it. Fuck yeah. There, yeah, there has to be. And he's like, um, so when you become my apprentice, you can tell my dad that, like, I'm still, like, having trouble being sober if you want. Like, he'll still pay you and stuff. And Joan was like, stop it. I'm not going to be I'm your not, apprentice. I don't want to. So while Sherlock is, like, going through this desk to find a secret apartment. <laughs> <laughs> a, nice, like, a nice studio. Like Bender's Closet in Futurama <laughs> yeah. where he's like, oh, yeah, this. <laughs> um... He finds a little makeup compact in her drawer, and it's, like, weirdly heavy, even though it's a powder compact. And he opens it, and he's like, this isn't even her color. She's clearly a winter. And Joan is like, mm-hmm, yeah, yes. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. And Sherlock lifts up, or pulls out some little part of the compact, and there's a dongle in it. A dongle? A dongle! A dongle in the compact. A dongle in the compact. I have a compact dongle. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, yeah, there's a dongle on the compact. And <laughs> it's travel size. I can take it with me wherever I go. You, it's attached to you. You have to. Or are we talking about, oh, the USB you have, the little USB? My ultra small penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this dongle. Sherlock takes it and he's like, this is to connect to a secret network something and he plugs it in it's whatever it's a, it's a usb <laughs> but um it's got a bunch of video footage on it and it's of the hotel rooms Ooh, video feed of the hotel rooms so he's like this is what terry was getting out of having these sex workers at the hotel she gets to watch and blackmail oh but she, pro- she probably does have to watch it I think you mean she gets to watch it. <laughs> so they've discovered this blackmail stuff. And um, Sherlock tells the captain about this. And again, he's in another outfit. 
And he's wearing a plaid shirt that said trans rights. Because uh, <laughs> it's pale blue and pale pink and white. It's not actually. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, maybe maybe they just didn't have their um, costume continuity uh, person on set when they were filming episode 11. <laughs> so they were just like, new scene, no, new outfit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the person that wrote the screen, that wrote the script for this episode was like, and then Joan and Sherlock go home and rest. And then it's the next day. <laughs> like after every scene. Like you can just cut to the next scene, dude. It was just, it was, <laughs> this episode was very you and me. It starts off uh, with the um, dirty dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, all over the place, um, and then it, it transitions to doing one thing a day. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I did I did my my thing for today. It's true. We installed internet yesterday. Mm-hmm. End of list. Yep, we did it. Tomorrow, today we're recording this. Tomorrow we'll do one other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sherlock tells the captain, he's like, I got this all this video footage, and we think it's you know blackmail stuff. And the captain is like, this is hours and hours, you know, we're going to need a team of people working hours at a time, like, for a really long time to watch all of this footage to see what's blackmail worthy and what's not. And Sherlock's like, mm. Have you heard of my game? <laughs> I play with myself. It's called, I watch seven TVs at once. <laughs> captain is like, no, I have not seen you play with yourself. <laughs> I like the captain <laughs> being like, it sounds interesting. What are the rules of this game? Like, well, I watched seven TVs at once. So we cut to the brownstone. Sherlock is watching seven TVs with all the fur- the furtage on it. And there's a trash can and all this trash just like comically strewn about the floor. And it's like a, one of those like silver trash cans. Like it, it just looks like a cartoon of trash. Yeah, it looked like he like went onto the New York streets, yeah. <laughs> grabbed somebody's trash bin and, and brought it up and then just knocked it over. Yeah. And then spread out the trash behind him. And Joan is like, what is with this? And Sherlock's like, oh, well, you said that, you know, my place being messy would lead to me, you know, having not enough structure and um, my sobriety being bad. So I'm testing myself. I haven't wanted to have any more drugs than I did yesterday with all this trash behind me. And Joan is like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and now we have the neighbor's trash in here. <laughs> One thing that we, we didn't mention earlier when, when they were talking about the mess is Sherlock is like, a messy mind is a sign of a, a, a smart brain. Einstein, other smart science people, mm-hmm. they were all messes. He's like, Dr. Penicillin, if he didn't have a, a habit of not cleaning Petri dishes, we wouldn't have penicillin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Joan is like, you don't have to grow your own, yeah. though. <laughs> so we have it. So you don't have to make your own. <laughs> <laughs> it's super gross. So he's watching. He hasn't found anything interesting yet in all the blackmail tapes. Um, yeah, more just like people talking and, and doing stuff and, and not really doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So Joan gets a call from Carly and she's upset. And she says, you know, my mom isn't what people thought. And Joan is like, what do you mean? And then Carly's like, oh, my dad's here. Gotta go by. Joan is just like, okay. Well, that was ominous. Yeah. So now I guess it's the next day again because they're in a different outfit. 
Well, he is watching a, a lot of hours of footage. That's true. So he gets to... How did they get to this part? Oh, so it turns out there was not only video on the dongle, but photos. And so Joan is like, oh, she was keeping dirty pictures? And Sherlock is like, these are the cleanest photos I've ever seen. And they're basically like stock photos, practically, of like, one of the husband, one of the mom, one of the parents and the daughter, the daughter in her soccer uniform. Yeah. Like, they're very nothing. Yeah. And, uh, but then it turns out that these photos take up to a gig of memory. (gasps) Which means they're probably GIFs. Right. And they're probably huge. Yeah. Photorealistic GIFs. Mm-hmm. And no, they're not. They, they're steno- steganography. Stegosaurus photos. <laughs> so hidden within these photos is all this information about stegosauruses. <laughs> and no. Joan is like, they have spikes on their back. Damn. That are made out of plates. What? That are bone. What? And they're dinosaurs, so they're extinct. No way. Yeah. Feathers? Maybe. We don't know. Joan also is wearing a ponytail in this scene. And I got to say, it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> they do this really cute thing with her hair where they must have it in these like huge curlers that just give it like a little body wave. So when she has a ponytail, it's like that little S shape that ponytails mm. have. It's really cute. Do you Did you notice? Not about? in the least. Yeah. Yeah. I don't notice their outfits or their hair for the most part. You'll might, notice when he goes bald. I might, I might notice, yeah, because he, they shave his head on camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I maybe notice like one piece of clothing per episode. Yeah. So far, no t-shirt and vest. Lame. Yeah. So Sherlock is like, but these photos probably have really bad blackmail stuff on it. This is probably the grossest stuff. You probably don't want to see this, Joan. This is the vilest blackmail that he she has. And Joan, like, puts down the stuff she's holding really quickly and runs over. (laughs) Pulls up a seat. She's like, let's do this. Yeah. And they pull up the videos, and it's just guys sitting around. This one guy on the phone while he puts on deodorant. Speaking foreign languages. Can't Mm -hmm. even understand what they're even saying. Yeah. And Joan is like, oh, no. Gonna blackmail this guy over the fact that he's putting on too much deodorant? He's French. They're not supposed to smell nice. <laughs> Sorry to all of our French viewers. I know that we have a lot of international listeners, so I want to apologize to all of the French ones. Je suis désolé. You don't have soles on your shoes? That means I'm sorry. Oh. So Joan is like, I don't see how this is blackmail worthy. And Sherlock is like, it's not what they're doing, it's what they're saying. And he calls, beep, boop, 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 Husband, dad. Husband, dad. You're a spy. And he's like, what? And they're like, a Russian spy. And he's like, huh? Huh? Now you're just rushing to conclusions. <laughs> if you want to accuse me, so be it. <laughs> the- Who thinks I'm a spy? You, SSR? <laughs> I Moscow you a question. No, wait, wait, wait. I I insist now you must go. <laughs> you can't KGB serious. 
<laughs> and they're like, we KG are serious. <laughs> we'll be putting you away. <laughs> so they know because he um, stepped out of his house to shake hands with them because you're not supposed to shake in the um, in Russian culture. You're not supposed to shake under the door frame, um, which hopefully this isn't like the Chinese number thing where 14 is actually not. It's an unlucky number. Just a lie. 13 is... Yeah. Hope they're not just, like, making up random culture shit for yeah. the show. Oh, you know how Russians... I, I smelt her socks, and they smelt like mustard, which is a thing Russians do. Because Russians put mustard in their socks to keep demons away. All of them do that. She also had coins out on her office desk because money comes to money, uh, according to Russian culture, according to this show. So the thing with the blackmail was not... She, Terry wasn't allowing sex workers to work in her hotel so that they would bring people that she could blackmail. She was doing it so that they would, uh, so that they would entice foreign visitors, diplomats, power brokers, stuff like that, that she could then use to spy. Because whenever I go away on foreign uh, business trips, my first thought is, I better have a hotel with a good sex worker circuit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you're on the hotel, if you're in hotels all the time, how else are you going to get some bono? Oh, I was not being sarcastic. I do this on my international business trips. How many international business trips have you been on? Yeah. Let's have this conversation off air. But what if what if the Purcell's neighbor is listening and she wants this hot goss? <laughs> Which is also what I call Ryan Gosling. It's an appropriate name for him. Anyway, the dad is also unemployed, not because he got laid off, but because the place he was working and probably spying got a contract with the Department of Defense, and they would probably need a background check, and he probably wouldn't pass one because he's a, a phony. He's a spy. He's a faker. He's a big old faking liar. He was an espionage. He was an espionager. He was, you know how like people who do sabotage are saboteurs? Yeah. He was an espionier. <laughs> espionier. 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 That doesn't sound like a word. Uh, well, it sounds like a French word. Take it up with the French, yeah. He was a clandestino. He was a Klondike bar. Yes. So they, they got him at least. They figured out he was a spy, but that only gets them kind of closer to the truth. Sherlock wants to take a run at this guy, wants to talk to this guy, but Captain Gregson is like, well, the FBI want to do it because he's a spy. And they're the FBI. And they're the FBI. And Sherlock's like, ugh, he's right there. Why can't we just talk to him? You know what would have been crazy? What? If the FBI came in and it was Robert Redford. Or whatever the dude's name and um, that James Spader plays. Ray- Raymond Reddington. There we go. That's He's nice. not an FBI agent, though. He works for the government. No, he doesn't. He works with the government. Sort of. He, he, I mean, he does. He works with the government. They work together. I guess. So Sherlock really wants to talk to this guy, but the FBI are waiting or whatever. Uh, FBI are on their way. And Joan shows up and she's like... Um, Carly is... I don't know where she is. Carly is missing. And her mom's dead. Her dad's a spy. And she's 17. Yeah. So she probably needs a hug. Right. And Sherlock is like, well, she's not all alone. Spies are never alone. Spies have Jesus! (laughs) That is true. All spies are sons and daughters and 
children of Jesus, but um, they also have handlers. <laughs> they also have hands, which seems like a slight to Jesus because he has 98% of hands. They have hands so that they can take the wheel just in case Jesus can't. <laughs> This man can't drive. He's wearing sandals. <laughs> it's just unsafe. Also, he's been dead for 2,000 years. So they realize that the guy that was visiting Terry Purcell was not her levier. It was her handler. Wait. So the whole time he was diffusing minds around the world, he was also infusing spies yes. in American culture? Yes. That was pretty good. I just thought of that on the fly. Well, it was great. Thank you. It was very well done. I should win a Pulitzer for that. I really like what you did with your zipper pull there. Thank you. It was on the fly. <laughs> so they go to him and um, they're like, hey, you're a spy handler, right? And he's like in this meeting with all these other people and he's like, can you shut up? And they're like, you're a spy handler, you're from Russia, you're a Russian spy, and you love to spy? <laughs> and he's like, shut up! And they walk into his office, and they're like, you were looking at those photos that Terry Purcell had that had all that information um, that were just photos of her and her family. You're her handler. And he's like, oh yeah, look at the pic- look at my computer. And then go the fuck away. <laughs> and they're like, ha ha ha. And they pull up, He's he hasn't looked at any files on his computer. He doesn't have any photos. There's no files... His internet browsing history is completely wiped. Mm -hmm. The most suspicious internet browsing history you can have. If you want to have an internet browsing history that looks like you haven't done anything wrong, you have to have some stuff in there. Incognito mode was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because you could still have, like, you get rid of all the stuff you don't want to be in there, but you still have, like, Google.com searching for the biggest lizard. (laughs) Google.com searching for the smallest dog. (laughs) Well, well, before... Incognito mode. That's what I would do. I'd go through my history and and just clear out. You know, when I first learned, I'd clear everything. But then I I realized that that's super sus. So I would I'd clear out just the the porn stuff. I mean the um poison stuff. I was looking up. Now when we were watching this, I was like, now that he's been re- revealed to be a spy. Well, let me. Well, say it like this. In our murder mysteries, when somebody is revealed to be a spy, they then have the accent. Of the place that they're a spy for. Hello, I'm spy. I am spy. You have discovered me. I am spy from vaguely European origin. Right. Even though they were speaking perfectly normal English without a fully American accent and colloquialisms ten seconds before. Once you're like, you're a spy! The person is like... I no longer know how to speak American. It is me, spy. I speak like normal now. How I normally speak. So, um... Elementary is a different kind of theater than the ones that we do. Mm-hmm. So when spy, this spy was revealed, he did talk normally. Yeah. But what if he didn't? What if he, what if he didn't? What if he had just been in America pretending to be an American with an American voice for 20 years, yep. 30 years, for 80 years? And- He's 100 years old. <laughs> He's been a spy for a thousand years. He was a spy for Russia before Russia existed, which was really weird. But he did do it. Yeah, and then they they find him out after all of that time of having an American accent. And he's like, you caught me. Me and wife were from Mother Russia. You found secret. You found, you discovered secret. So the dad is like, 
It was my patriotic duty to marry my wife. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone who's ever heard someone from Russia. Um, <laughs> it was even why we had a baby to look like more normal American family. Baby was not made of love, but made of love for Russia. For my high spin court. <laughs> he says, like, we, we started to have the sex so she get pregnant. After she get pregnant, we stop at the sex. He's Italian now, I guess. I don't know. It was never pleasurable. Did not like it. I just did it. When I was done, I said, I have finished. And then I would go get a coffee. And then I go to sleep. It makes me tired. It makes me tired. <laughs> <laughs> a sleepy meatball. <laughs> so anyway. Why don't we ever get Italian spies? I don't know. Maybe because they're our allies. <laughs> That's what you think. Oh, damn. I know what they're up to. You have a little red light dot on your chest now, right over where your heart is. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, no! <laughs> it's probably nothing. So, um, basically... <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> don't push it! So, Terry, the mom, wanted Carly, the daughter, to be a spy. To be, like, the ultimate sleeper agent where she was, you know, born and didn't even know she was a spy. And... The dad was like, I would like her to be a happy child, perhaps. Yeah. And the mom is like, mm, no. He was like, you can't raise a spy. And I was like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just not a good spy, perhaps dude. Perhaps you did not try hard enough. Like, why don't you love... Like, listen, I get it. He's the bad guy, but I just wish he was badder. Like, why don't you love your country more, dude? He should have been like... Oh, Carly, you're in fifth grade and you have to do a presentation about a country. Why don't you do it on Russia? Russia is a very interesting and nice country and has a lot of good things to offer the world. Yeah. For I your mean, diorama. He could really just be pooting it up on a pedestal. <sighs> do you want me to poot in these jokes away? <laughs> poot them in the closet. Now you're just saying poot. Poot! <laughs> yes, I want these jokes pooed in the closet. I want you to poo in the closet. So this is where the dad also confirms that Jeffrey... Jeffrey! Geoffrey. Is the handler. Sherlock's like, bazinga! Got him! Um, and uh, Carly finally calls Joan. She's not missing anymore. And Joan goes to meet her. And Carly's like, Joan, I feel responsible for my mother's death because I killed her. <laughs> because I'm directly responsible for my mother's death. Because I'm the one that did it. Um, when she said, like, I'm responsible for my mother's death, I thought that that meant, like, I did something that tipped off this person that killed her. But no, she literally was just saying, I am responsible for my mother's death because I'm the because reason I she's dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Carly... Um, Goes to Captain Gregson's... Joan takes Carly to Captain Gregson's office to tell them everything that happened. And there's a painting on the wall um, behind Joan that clearly, like, one of Captain Gregson's kids did. <laughs> that's a watercolor of a bee. Aww. And it's just, like, a yellow blob with like, a, with, like, some black stripes over it. I just liked it. So if you're watching, if you're a listener that watches along with us, watch out for the bee. Do we know that it was made by Gregson's kid? Because nope. it also, if it's a bee, Sherlock could have made it for the captain. <laughs> Sherlock, who acts as a sketch artist for his own wit eyewitnesses, painted a bee as a chisel block. <laughs> I love that. And, and Captain is like, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so 
Carly explains, and, you know, her mom wanted her to be, her to be a sleeper spy, so she does have a Russian accent also. <laughs> um, but a really tired one. Sleepy agent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I hope that that didn't make people yawn, because it kind of made me want to yawn. So Carly explains what had happened. She got into college. Yay! Which is great. She's going to Michigan to play soccer. And she's going to start on the team. Woohoo! Except Mother Russia doesn't like that. She's like, no daughter of mine named Carly is going to go to Michigan when she can go to Georgetown, which has a better political slash government program. So that's what you're going to do, little missy. And Carly says, Mommy, why? And she says, because we're spies. I'm a spy. You're a spy. Dad's a spy. Uncle Jeffrey's a spy. Carly says, <gasps> Murder mystery gasp! <laughs> and Carly is like, well, I don't want to do that. I think instead of being a spy, I'm just going to tell everyone that you're a spy. And she's like, yeah, how about I go to Michigan or I tell everyone you're a Russian spy? Yeah. And the mom was like, no! And they get into a tussle, kind of. And she just, like, shoves her mom away. And the mom falls back and hits her head on the desk. And, you know, it's bleeding from her head, and, and Carly doesn't know what to do. Does she call the handler? Yeah. So he comes in. Well, I, I think I think in the explanation, uh, Mother Russia told Carly that, that Uncle Jeffrey is is the spy handler. Mm-hmm. So, so she knew that, that he, he she should call him to take care of this. I see. I, I will say one thing I, I did like about spy handler Jeffrey is that when, when he was first introduced... And, and he's like, yeah, I, I know Terry. I, I also know Oliver, the husband. I've known them for the same amount of time. It's basically what he says. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I like this is a fun episode to to go back and and rewatch mm-hmm. knowing some of the stuff. I think I think Carly is a fantastic actress. The first two scenes that you have with her before you find out that she's the one that killed her mother, knowing that, you know, she killed her mother and feels responsible for it. Makes her performance that much better, I think. Mm. So she called Jeffrey and he took care of it. And so they go to Jeffrey and they're like, you are an accessory after the fact of, you know, killing somebody. And Jeffrey's like, yeah, well, I'm a spy, so I'll be fine. They're just going to trade me for a different prisoner that you have. Spies don't go to jail. Sorry. Blondes have more fun. Spies don't go to jail. (laughs) Killers never pee and spies don't go to jail. So the captain is like, well... You're probably right. <laughs> Goodbye. You you got us. You, that's true. Yeah. But we get you out of our country, so... Mm. That's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer. So Joan is in her room with all of the evidence on the wall and stuff. And Sherlock's like, aw, it looks like when I'm, when I do a case and I'm looking at evidence, it's cute. Look at the baby detective. <laughs> and he's like, I made us some food. And he hands her a mug and it has spaghetti in it. And Joan is just like, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and Joan, Sherlock is like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Wash it? I don't want mug spaghetti. Yeah. So they're still looking at, so they look at the evidence and Sherlock's like, oh, I came up here to give you the, your mug spaghetti. And also, because we had the autopsy report on our front door. And Joan is like, oh yeah, I ordered that. Let me look at that. And... The first x-ray that's in the autopsy report is, or like the medical findings, is an x-ray of the mom's hand. Mm. And she has like a fracture in her punching bone. Her fourth metatarsal. 
Yeah, her punching bone. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, wait, I mean, she wouldn't have punched her daughter. How would she have gotten this? Well, no, not not that she wouldn't have punched. I mean, she definitely, she's a Russian spy. She would punch her daughter. But her daughter never mentioned her mother fighting her. And, and, and the daughter told the entire story of how she murdered her mother. Why would she have let out the, the part where her mother punched her? Yeah, so they have this extra evidence now of her broken punching bone. And Sherlock also remembers the pen mm-hmm. being broken. And he's the like... Broken pen island. Well, they have some, like, gears turning music. You know, they figure it out. So now it is time... For us to figure it out. For us to figure it out. Via Parlor Room Reveal. Fuck yeah. So they bring in Jeffrey, who they hate. And they're like, well, listen, Jeffrey. Who we hate. Who we hate. You might think that you got away with it, but you didn't. And Sherlock says, "Niet comrade, <laughs> to him. Um, and basically what happened was that when Jeffrey was going to um, clean up the... The, the murder scene, um, Terry woke back up and, like, she wasn't dead. And she started fighting with him. And he made this, like, calculated decision of basically, like, we could have, like, the mom alive and the daughter exposing us. Or the mom dies and we try to use her death as a leverage over the daughter to make her a spy. Make her a spy, make her go to Georgetown, make her go into politics, become president spy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the sky is the limit. The spy is the limit. The spy is the limit. So he kills her. and uh, But Sherlock says, but she fought back, breaking her pen in the process. And the reason that there's no ink that was found anywhere on the body or in the laundry is because... It was invisible ink. Invisible ink. Like spies you. Like spies do. And so in order to prove it, just like a national treasure, Sherlock Holmes takes a lemon, squeezes that on Jeffrey, and then lights him on fire. Yeah. And Jeffrey says, ah. Sherlock says, see, we told you. <laughs> it's actually a UV light, but I wish it had been the lemon juice fire thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a warrant. They went into Jeffrey's. Uh, house and, and got the shirt that he was wearing that night and then took the light showed that there was the spilled invisible ink. We got him. We got him. He's going to spy jail. He's going to regular jail. He's going to spy jail in America. He's he's going to regular jail. Yeah, well, yeah. It's regular jail. Yeah. Because he murdered. Right. And that was not as a spy. That was as... Listen, murder. when you're in America, if you want to... Uh, assist a murder that's fine we'll we'll trade you back to your country but you do the murder you ain't going nowhere brah yeah brah you you seek up brah <laughs> <laughs> we got him he's gonna rot in american jail that was actually i think joan's first line in this episode was see cup brah wash it yeah this episode was really poorly written <laughs> joan turned into a, a caveman for no reason <laughs> so now um carly is is free and because she's only guilty of pushing a spy yeah and uh carly's like i'm gonna take it one day at a time and i'm gonna talk to my dad and it, it's gonna be okay and joan smiles at her and it's just like such a sweet she looks so beautiful when she smiles <laughs> get it together Val. <laughs> lucy <laughs> so the crime solving is over they're talking about the case 
And Sherlock gives Joan credit for solving this case because he's like, you know, you continuing to look at the evidence after we supposedly figured out who the killer was and it was Carly got the real killer, the guy who sucks instead of a girl that we feel bad for. Um, and he's like, so you're going to make a great apprentice. And Joan's like, I'm leaving. I took a job already. <gasps> Next week, I'm leaving. Wow. Yeah. So this is our second to last episode of LMNOP. Penultimate episode. Penile. Broken penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Invisible ink in your penultimate episode. And she's like, are you going to be okay? And he says, my dear Watson, when am I not? Whenever am I not? So this line is important because it shows that Sherlock thinks that he can do it on his own. And also, he says, my dear Watson. Which is cute. Just like the book. And the famous line that he always says, my dear Watson. And it means they're friends and he likes her. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. So that's the episode. What did you What did you think? We already said. I liked it. It was a good episode. Lots of twists and twerns. <laughs> Love those twerns. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, I've i been watching a lot of Blacklist, so I'd already been watching a lot of spy content. And I was just kind of like, this again? But they do it well. So that was cool. We don't have any questions this week. But um, if you would like to ask us any questions about this episode or anything else that you've ever thought about, you can find us on Twitter at LMNOPcast. I have a question. Yes? If you were a spy, where would you be from and what would your code name be? Well, so I'm already from America. So do I have to pick no, that? No, no, you're, you're a spy. You get to choose everything. I don't think that's how it does works. here in this question. Okay. I would be from France and my name would be the Hotelier. Wow. I would be German and my code name would be 009. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your week. You can find me on Twitter at FlightCubB. The second B stands for Bobo, who was not in the room this episode, so you'll hear a lot less tipping and tapping from him. Is he not in the room? Is he not on the cushion? Nope. Oh, he left. And you can find me by hopping in your car and just driving. Just drive. Just drive. I'll be there. This has been LMNOP. We have been your two princes. And your dirty laundry. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye.